So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Everyday Connection with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock. Bringing your inner light to your everyday life. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection. Uh oh. Your hosts, Rico <laughs> Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock. Somebody has a sound on. I got you gotta love the uh the time delay. Someone either has blog talk open on there, uh Oh uh-huh. Live stream? <laughs> I'll close that. Okay. Hello and welcome to Everyday Connection. It does make it a, 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 a little odd. <laughs> Yep, there goes the feedback again. That's awesome. Oh, what an echo. awesome way to um, to intro a show. That's so cool. <laughs> I might should have left the uh, the echo going long enough to say the first word. You, eh? you should have, but no, it's cool. Yeah. So I'm Jean, so, and he's Rick, and welcome to this Thursday edition of Everyday Connection. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a fantastic show lined up for you tonight, folks. Um, we do want to briefly mention for the last time we can. Uh, the World Healing World Peace Poetry Contest that our friends at Inner Child are running because December 31st is the entry deadline. We've got two days. So if you're a poet or you know someone that's a poet, uh, they need to hear all about this. Wouldn't you say, Gene? I would say absolutely. It's a really, really cool competition. Um, it's a collaboration of a whole bunch of people. Um, birthed, I believe, by the Inner Child family and will be published by the Inner Child Press. Uh, it's just it's just cool because it's bringing people from around the world together to talk about world healing and world peace in a really artistic and creative way. And, uh, you know, world healing, world peace, we always love that. It's just cool when people do stuff like that. So what they're doing is they've, they've launched this competition. It's a poetry contest. You write a poem about world healing, world peace. You enter the contest. There will be three top prize winners, um, and they will get a published book of their own poetry. And every person who enters will also get um, a place in the collection. Anthology. Anthology. There published. we go. That's yeah. that trick word that I can never read. Oh, I'm such oh, a bad author. I, I don't know English. I <laughs> Uh, you can find all the entry details. We won't go through them uh, here again, uh, but you can find all the entry details at World Healing World Peace Poetry 2012.yolosite.com. Uh, or if that's too big of a mouthful, you can always just go to www.innerchildpress.com, and they have a link there that will lead you to the details. Um, but everybody that enters and follows the guidelines uh, will be published in the anthology so just by entering you'll be a published poet and uh and the three big winners have the, the promotion package is is huge um that they've got for you, some eight radio shows um 
including our little show. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. And um, and check out Inner Child Press while you're at it. We we talk about them at great length sometimes. Good good people. Our Absolutely. our family online. And we do have um, we have one more one more website just to give you quickly before we introduce our incredible guest for tonight. Um, we have launched a film project of our own, and some of you have heard us talk about it before. But the website is up and running as of today. So that would be changemakersthemovie.me. Go check it out. That's the one. And uh, it's brand new. We just put it, it just went live today. So, you know, take it easy on us. Uh, and it, it, it is an evolution, just as the film and the uh, uh, wiki site that we hope to build from it uh, will be. But uh, go have a look. So, enough about us. Yeah. We have. Uh, some amazing guests with us this evening, uh, taking time out of their holiday week to uh, join us, uh, Foster Gamble and Kimberly Carter Gamble. Welcome. Thank you. It's great to be with you. Uh, Foster and Kimberly are, for those that don't know and have been in the closet for a while, uh, creators, producers, co-writers of uh, Thrive, the movie, and um uh, I know that uh, all the folks from our group have heard about it because we talked about it so much. Um, but it's a fantastic movie. We're going to play the theme song from it. The trailer will be up on tonight's archive of the show. Uh, and I'll uh, be putting links up as we go during the during the evening, folks. Uh, so, Jane. Yes. We're going to ask the, eight, the, the our typical question that, that you invented and that ah, is so grand. Sure. Or, or Who the hell are you and what do you do? Ah, he's the one. It's a big mouthful of a question. Um, it's a legit question. Really, really. It's well, a legit question. Jump yeah, in any time, guys. It's a legitimate question. But, um, but so, so tell us. I've kind of mentioned, you know, a little of who you are. Uh, I know that this film has been an eight-year uh, labor of love on your part. So, tell us why don't we start around there? How did this get? Uh, how'd you come up with this idea, Foster? Well, I actually came up with the idea back in college, uh, and I had no idea it would take this long to do. But I was graduating from uh, college. Uh, you know, having had high hopes for a wonderful world to live in, and then uh, we were invading Cambodia for no apparent reason I could understand, and I was learning that we were destroying the environment under risk of nuclear holocaust, and uh, I decided that the adults in charge might not know what they were doing, uh, and, uh, and that we were really at risk. So I... Uh, really decided to dedicate my life to finding out what was really going on behind the scenes that would have so much uh, suffering and demise going on. And if I found an answer to that and a way out, uh, then I would make a film about it because I had been a filmmaker in college, actually created the filmmaking department at uh, the university where I was. And uh, so I thought it would take maybe a few years um, and, you know, 41 years later, uh, here's the film that I always wanted to make. Well, that's what they say, persistence, patience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
pays off in the end. Um, so it's even longer than an eight-year uh, journey. But uh, uh, the research has been my entire lifetime. The actual making it, Kimberly and I have been working together on it for eight years. Right. So yeah, that's when the form and you know really figuring out that we we felt that we had a coherent story and really the gift of the purpose um, of Thrive was to really provide coherence in a way that we felt that we had arrived at about eight years ago. So that's when we when we really started putting it together in this form and wanted to create a website that would provide a tool for people to do their own uh, research and exploration. And that the movie, you know, we always thought of kind of as a trailer for the website. So that's what began eight years ago. I think that's wonderful. Um, having a, having a place where people can go and 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 uh, adventure and 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 see for themselves, I think is is a key ingredient to the way out, maybe as you called it, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because everybody's got to find their way, uh, almost yeah. on their own. Well, I think yeah. a, large, a large part of the solution is this idea of collaboration, right? And their website offers the ability to do that. Well, we really set out to, to create, to, to help facilitate uh, and empower a self-creating movement. We weren't looking to try to lead some global organization. Uh, we're too old and tired to do that anyway, but it, it wouldn't work. It never has. And uh, what we knew from our study of uh, natural principles was that a decentralized, self-creating, self-organizing movement would be by far the most effective, um, the most rapidly growing and the, the hardest to stop. So what we did was try to save people time. Uh, really the decades that we researched what's really going on in science and economics and uh, behind-the-scenes political agendas and so forth, uh, most people don't have the time to follow those questions, even if they have the question. And we were privileged to have that time, and so um, and we were motivated, and so we did. And we really wanted the film to be able to present a, a coherent trailer to the website and if people uh, got it during the film and were motivated to move on, then they did. If they were intrigued but needed more information, you could spend months on the on the website uh, getting more informed. And for most people, what we're hearing is that there comes a, a tipping point where people go, okay, I get it. You know, there's, uh, there's a story here that is making a lot more sense than what I've been taught in school or told by the corporate media, and it's really urgent. And there are very effective things that we can do about it that don't take a lot of time or money, but they do take waking up and getting informed and collaborating uh, with friends and and then taking action. So I'm very encouraged that that's what we're hearing is happening literally all over the world. We're just flooded with messages from all different countries of people just thanking us for saving that time and bringing a coherent story and also providing some tools and some guidance as to how to find your own purpose and your own place in uh, our human challenge of turning this thing around. Yeah, one thing I want to mention is on the website, um, for doing the exploration and getting 
engaged in your own process and with solutions, both Gaia University and Wisdom University offer academic credit for doing that. So it's a great opportunity for people who want to have a meaningful education and have that integrated into their lives to be able to engage further um, in the Thrive Movement and get credit for it at the same time. That's very nice. I, and I, I have a million questions now because you mentioned education and because of your background. And um, So I'm going to start with the education because, Kimberly, you just brought that up. You both, I'm guessing, come, come from a long line of conventional education. Um, so mainstream education, mainstream belief systems, um, basically mainstream living. And and a lot of the discussions that we have here are about the education system, and I, I would assume that would be part of the Thrive Movement is that the education itself has to be altered because what we're teaching our children is not exactly beneficial to you know, our development as a species to our evolution. So, you know, have you guys actually attempted to get the movie into the education system? Are you gearing towards doing that? And how would yeah. you compare an education of the future, what you could envision as, as an education of the future compared to what you guys went went through? I'll, I'll speak to that briefly and then you can foster. I um. I would say we absolutely uh, hope and intend to get Thrive, the movie and the website, into um, on university campuses all over the place and into educational alternative education communities. And, um, you know, rather than going through the academic departments, we'll go through the students themselves. And I know my own education actually was alternative education, and I homeschooled um, many, some of the kids at different times, my kids. And um, in my education, one of the things that I had the opportunity to do, well, I went to Oakwood School, which was one of the first alternative high schools where we got to develop our own curriculum. And so studying history, we studied the Vietnam War as it was happening. And it really uh, gave me a sense of what natural curiosity people have uh, when their education is grounded in relevance and when they get to self-create it. And then I went to UC Berkeley during the late 60s, which was really a, a radical exposure to civil disobedience and social change, which I was interested in as a social justice activist. So um, for me, uh, what I've known believed all along is that when people have a chance to participate from whatever it is they're passionate about, there, there's not like one thing to do. It, it seems to me people engage on any number of different levels. Um, some people really want to engage, you know, in, in immediate intervention and to help uh, stop, you know, help feed people who are hungry and, and, provide shelter for someone who doesn't have it and someone else might be more inclined for a systemic intervention and to deal with the banking system and somebody else might be more oriented toward consciousness and the shifting consciousness that needs to happen at the same time as all these other changes. And whatever it is that's your natural inclination at any given time, I think if your education is 
blends with that, then there's nothing that can stop you from making a fabulous, unique contribution. And so our intention with Thrive um, has been to really, you could study just what's on the website for months and hopefully be ignited by it to have it blend with your own passion and curiosity and, you know, take it away. And one of the things that um, someone could earn credit for is actually developing curricula out of Thrive for different age groups or different cultures. So for me, it's a matter of uh, having people have an opportunity to own it and integrate it into their own personal lives and passions. And I would add to that that one one of the things in my research that was a key distinction that I learned, uh, particularly from John Gatto, who appears in the movie and uh, more clips on the website, uh, a um, award-winning teacher who finally quit the public education system because he uh, he said he couldn't inflict that kind of damage on students anymore. And so he spent years researching and writing a book called The Underground History of American Education to try to figure out what happened. And basically, he makes this distinction between an education and schooling. And an education is where you find the resources and teachers outside yourself to meet your inner curiosity and learn what you want and need to learn. Whereas schooling is when you have to attend, you have to uh, take certain courses, and you have to memorize and regurgitate what the people who run the school want you to believe. And he lays out and documents very clearly the history of the takeover of American education by the whole kind of Prussian control system, and especially through the Rockefeller-founded General Education Board, along with the Rockefeller Foundation, the Carnegie Foundation, and the Ford Foundation, kind of banded together to shape American education in order to provide a docile workforce and effective managers to basically feed the needs of growing corporations. And it sounds kind of chilling, but when you stand back and look at the evidence, um, it's, it, the, the documentation is there that it happened, but also it's happening to this very day. And I think it's responsible for so much of the boredom and discontent and lack of success that people are having, uh, young people are having in most school systems. So, in answer to your question, uh, Jean, about what might we envision for our schools for the future, the main word is voluntary. If you actually have voluntary education, rather than a mandatory indoctrination, you would be free to choose the type of schooling, the type of education, sorry, that works for you and that really met your passions for, uh, for learning. So there would be trade schools, and there would be art schools, and there would be schools that combined them all. And um, there would be schools that, that taught particular uh, religions, and there would be others that taught particular spiritual type experience and so forth. The key is that people would be free to create learning environments where then people could choose. And part of the sort of whole system thinking that we try to do in the movie and our website is to to address that none of these sectors are happen on their own so education has to do with economics so when people think of being able to to choose their own education a lot of people think well i couldn't afford to do that so we're talking about a future where 
we have gotten rid of the Federal Reserve. We've got an honest money system backed by uh, by real commodities and so forth. And my research has shown that, that people would be very quickly three to ten times more wealthy in terms of their assets and income than they are already. So imagine if your family was in that situation, what your opportunities would be in terms of, of going out and finding and paying for the type of education that really worked best for you. So the key word is, is voluntary, where teachers, students, parents are all participating in a voluntary, truly free and open market for educational experience. It's, it's it's such a big deal to me just because I am a mother and my daughter is very artistic and creative entity and I asked her I think every day during the whole blow up with the 99 um, percent movement have they talked about this in school yet and every single day she came back with no they're not talking about it in school and it stunned me that here was this massive worldwide movement for change in the media up in the face of everybody, and the, the teachers were not talking about it in school. It just blew my mind. And it really hit home that, you know, all my hopes for the, the changes that are occurring right now, they're, they're not happening at the level that I'd like to see them happen at. Not yet. You know, I, I see them happening, but... Fortunately, our youth are, are, with the admin of the Internet, are kind of just going right around the education system yeah. and finding what they want. But... Uh, um, I just wanted to, to mention two things uh, about that briefly. Um, I appreciate the focus on universities because I was sort of led to believe I grew up in the 60s and, and then went to college in the 70s, late 70s, early 80s. Uh, but from my early childhood, um, my parents were both university-educated uh, people. My father, a dual engineer and and I just thought I just thought when you got to university that that was a place of inquiry a place of open exchange and asking questions and exploring and and of course it wasn't anything like that and and it as you say it continues the many universities will say we don't we're not sure we can continue such and such research program and so then they get a corporate sponsor but now the the researchers can't talk to the other researchers at other universities because they are being paid for by some other corporation. And to right. me, that just stifles um, advancements in science uh, at, at a minimum because scientists always talk to each other all over the planet, used to. But now they're under contract saying they can't. That's just, it seems to me, very counterintuitive. And... Um, uh, but yes, there are some schools. Uh, you, you mentioned one. Uh, we, we talk often about the Sudbury Valley School and the Sudbury Valley Schools around the world where um, they don't, they're not allowed. Staff are not allowed to tell the children what they think they ought to learn. They're not even allowed to say, well, gee, wouldn't you maybe want to learn to read so you could read a book? They're not even allowed to try to hint. They're just um, their job description is to determine what the child wants to learn and then do whatever it takes to teach that to the child if they got to go get new people if they got to whatever they got to do and um uh, it has gone on to refute many of the critics that said that oh the kids are just gonna what if they sit there and play video games all day right. and and they actually talked to a graduate that his first year that's exactly what he did 
And then the next year, he was really interested in the way the scenes affected in the music. He's a he's a neuroscientist now. He studies how he studies how we sense our environment because he wanted he got that curiosity out of video games. I heard another story about a, a graduate from Sudbury who uh, just wanted to uh, fish down at the pond. And, uh, you know, after a few months, his parents started getting worried. And, you know, after the first year, the teachers even started getting worried. But he continued to do this for something like three years. Uh, but meanwhile, it turned out he was really studying nature and ecosystems and just uh, learning about himself and just being at peace in his own mind. And then, then he got intrigued with computers. But he knew so much about systems at that point that he instantly became a very uh, – extraordinary computer program or went on to start some stuff went on to Harvard and studied uh, computer programming and then created several very successful companies so the Sudbury is certainly an extreme example and uh, we're not recommending okay that's the kind of school that now we impose on people that's the kind of school that's right for some students for some families for some for some teachers but as long as that there's a truly open a range of possibilities, then people can find what fits for them, and nobody's trying to impose some sort of indoctrination on them. Right. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. We do have a, a, a listener in the chat room right before we uh, uh, think about a break or anything that's asked about uh, five times for <laughs> could you um, in, sort of encapsulate briefly what the Thrive Movement and the Thrive Movie uh, are? It's a lot to encapsulate, but Kimberly, would you like to do that? No, no. <laughs> that's a big challenge. I'll, I'll sure. add to what you say. Um, I, I'd be happy to. I, actually, I'll uh, I'll start by giving you the, the the best little summary that we were able to come up with, uh, and then be happy to answer any questions from that. Which is that Thrive is an unconventional documentary that lifts the veil on what's really going on in our world by following the money upstream, uncovering the global consolidation of power in nearly every aspect of our lives. It weaves together breakthroughs in science, consciousness, and activism, and offers real solutions, empowering us with unprecedented and bold strategies for reclaiming our lives and our future. So in Thrive, we uh, go around and interview um, about 23 different pioneers in different fields. Some of them are inventors, some of them are philosophers, some of them are whistleblowers or economists, visionaries, uh, UFO contactees, a, a real range of people that have been very valuable for us in our path of discovery of a coherent story. And since we're covering so many different topics in the film, we wanted a coherent, uh, a cohering motif. So uh, the the team indulged my fantasy and allowed me to create a uh, a high tech flying magic carpet that we uh, invite the different pioneers onto, uh, and then we go flying around in the cosmos. We go down into the atom and out into galaxies and around the world to land and talk to different uh, people, and then we keep coming back to the compass on our little, what we call our navigator, ship. The compass is uh, what we call the fundamental pattern, fundamental energy pattern of the universe, or what mathematicians call the torus dynamic. 
And so we keep coming back and comparing the systems, the economic systems, communication systems, uh, energy access systems, and so forth, that human beings are creating. We compare it to what nature uses as the fundamental pattern of sustainability at every scale of existence, as far as we can tell, and see where we're on and see where we're off. Where we're off. So it makes it really uh, an exciting adventure, really an exploration into what's going on and you know, what, we can, what can we do to actually create a world where everyone can thrive. That's a great uh, summation. I know that you've thought about it more than once. Um, <laughs> and I love the, the little magic carpet control center that you've got there. It's, uh, pardon the pun, it's a great vehicle for the film. Uh, uh, well, and, and, and lets you do things that, that we talk about asking people to, okay, envision this in your mind's eye, but you actually ride right down into the atom, like you said, and, and, and point out what you're talking about. And it, uh, I think, makes it very clear uh, a great thing. I'm glad um, to hear that. We've been getting great feedback from people who are just really enjoying it. And when we were first creating the initial special <laughs> effects clips, we shared them with some friends, and the most common reaction was, ooh, I want one of those. <laughs> <laughs> so when we designed the website, it basically the whole motif of the website is it's your own uh, navigator. So when you're uh, when you come to the website, it's as if you're sitting in the navigator looking out across the the uh, the top of the earth, and then you've got your own little navigation system where you can fly into any sector, uh, any topic, any area of interest for you. And it's fun because um, you know we did it also to just make it a visually compelling and interesting movie to watch as well as to help, you know, people really be able to picture what we're talking about. But on the um, DVD, there's a, um extras part that's on the DVD that shows some fun scenes um, that show how the computer graphics were generated and um, just kind of behind the scenes in that whole vehicle. That's fun to see. We even have a, uh, a couple of fun outtakes where we sort of mock up uh, that I'm – doing my little spiel, and I fall off the back of the carpet <laughs> down into a wormhole. Too funny. So it is, it's a great experience as the movie. It's very uh, informative and entertaining. The website is, is beautiful. Um, it Because I've seen some good fact-filled talks, lectures, by some people that have spent their lives researching generally just pieces. It's easy to see when once you've watched this film and how much you cover uh, how it would take a lifetime to put together. But um, uh, those lectures are just dreadful. <laughs> just like, shoot me now. Would it? And on this slide, we have... Oh, and, and um, so I was really... Uh, pleasantly surprised and impressed by the way that you uh, flew through it, so to speak. Um, um, that was pretty funny. Well, come on now. I've, I've seen some good stuff, fact-wise, but, boy, you got to really want to listen to it. So, uh, Well, we felt so blessed to have the technology available, which is uh, now accessible to, to everyone, because... 
our team was all over the country. Some of them we never met over several years until they came to the to the premiere. The special effects we uh, couldn't have done. We uh, wouldn't have been able to release it uh, on the internet without very current technology. So we really felt the timing was just cosmically ordained uh, in terms of what was going on in the world that validates the uh, uh, what otherwise might seem like wild theories that we were uh, that we were proposing, um, and as well to have the technology where so many people can access uh, an, an exciting feature film uh, very easily on the internet. The timing was absolutely brilliant, given what's going on around the world. I mean, if you'd released it five years ago, uh, there would be a lot more people saying, you're nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, we tried to talk about banking five years ago, and people would just roll their eyes. Yeah, and totally. And now they're calling us up and saying, now this banking thing, I want to know all about this banking. <laughs> what can you tell me about these bankers over here? Exactly. And because um, it does for... Occupy available... Uh, you know, with the right. whole Occupy movement that was starting just as the movie was about to come out, uh, and pe- where people are sitting around in thousands of, of uh, circles in cities all across the, the world, and literally having these discussions about what's really going on that's screwing over billions of lives, and what can we do about it that isn't going to get co-opted by the traditional uh, political binary of conservative and liberal and Republican, Democrat, and you know, how can we have a conversation that actually leads to a world that can work for everyone instead of just for a few people? And so that was really a, like a, almost like a prayer answered for us. And then our other deep desire was to, uh, to know that there would be brilliant hackers uh, all over the Internet who would keep the Internet safe and secure and open and available to everyone because it is our key informational as well as organizing tool right now. And uh, just after the film came out, um, then we hear about, or after the trailer came out, then we hear about Anonymous and their commitment to to keeping uh, the truth available to people. And we were thrilled to get a message secondhand through an anonymous source (laughs) that, uh, that they love Thrive and had our back in case anybody tried to shut it down. Well, it's, that's that's got to be comforting because they've done some incredible stuff to um, keep stuff up and running during during the movement for sure. And it's it's been absolutely amazing some of the some of the sites that have been crashed, quote unquote, accidentally. Um, <laughs> that anonymous has managed to get back up and running. Um, it's so it's so so it's comforting I think to to have them out there and it's really weird for me having a whole bunch of websites um, to be talking that way about again using that word that I don't like quote unquote hackers uh, but I I have a lot of respect for what anonymous has done what they stand for and and yeah it is a comfort to have them out there because I know that they have the back of the people that are trying to make a difference and that's really cool. It's one of the most thrilling things to me to be alive during the most critical time in human history where we have the ability to destroy all, all life as we know it and we're you know, at, at risk of doing so. And at the same time, there's the first global consciousness revolution going on and self-organizing through the Internet and people are just reclaiming their lives and waking up by the, the billions and taking action for 
a world that can actually work. So it, it's just really thrilling. Sometimes I have to pinch myself that, it, that it's actually all going on, and none of us has to do it all. Everybody's just finding their part. See, me too. I have these days where I look around the Internet and I see what's going on because I, I try not to watch the news too much. It lies. <laughs> yeah. But I, I get my news off the Internet and I look and I just, you know, I sit there sometimes and I see some of the things that people are doing and my mouth is just open, like just to the floor. I'm just, I'm so excited, so thrilled, so amazed, so happy, so privileged to be living during these times. Yeah, hum- humanity is really awesome. <laughs> I mean, we yeah. Know- around in our own lives and you see people who are so generally kind to each other and would give you the shirt off your back if you if you needed it and then you read the headlines and it just you know it hasn't been a fit and there's this one line that I say in the in the film where I finally found out that we're humanity is not a mistake we're just mistaken we've actually been duped by a very few people with a conscious agenda so literally as 99% 99% of the world are waking up and realizing, hey, you know, we're actually, we're, we're actually pretty amazing. And, and we can reclaim our own uh, esteem and, and take action in ways that can uh, have our children and grandchildren be really proud. Absolutely. I, I, I really do believe, I genuinely believe, I've always talked about peace on earth, but I genuinely believe that we're at a crossroads where we could choose that. And yeah. and uh, because I've often said, you know, with this Internet thing, once once everybody's talking to each other, then it's hard for some leader to create in their minds, you know, and all ethnicities, ethnicities pardon me, but Japs and Krauts and, you know, people we got to go get, boogeymen, because yeah. they're like, no, I got friends over there. What are you talking about? They don't want to. They're trying to get tickets to a movie. They don't care about your this whatever we're going to blow up. And 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 so it is. I think it's vital and it's it it, it it's almost like a a physical represent representative of what it would be like if we were just all connected telepathically, you know. Cause yeah, we just, we got a beautiful email just a few days ago from an activist in Iran. Just thanking us so sincerely for what we've done and talking about how he's spreading it uh, in Iran. And it's just so critical, just what you're saying, Rick, about uh, if people can realize that there are human beings over there that are doing the best they can. Uh, and meanwhile, the, uh, the U.S. government and, and others are trying to, uh, to cut off their supplies and meanwhile threatening to attack them uh, if they respond by shutting down the Straits of Hormuz, which is literally going on as we speak, um, and just to have the, these Internet connection with, with real people from all of these countries who fundamentally all want the same thing. And with the kind of uh, Internet information that we have now, you're right, people, the, the, the few would-be controllers are, are able to get away with less and less, and they know it. And that's why they're scrambling to try to put this global control agenda in place as quickly as possible. But it's becoming more and more apparent to us and so many people that we talk to that the exoskeleton is dropping off of that uh, particular insect, and the, the you know, humanity is moving on to the next level and obsoleting that kind of thing. Yeah, just sort of moving right past them, almost ignoring them at this point. It it really becomes laughable, even, um, some of the things that you see. You you look at it, and you, you 
you no longer feel anger. It's it's more of a. a that's funny. More of a really? You said no. what? what? And because uh, I think even five or ten years ago, that the world would have taken whatever the Syrian press said was the case, and they would have smashed all of the protesters, and then once they were happy again, let the international reporters in to, quote, verify. Yeah. It, 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 it's these YouTube videos and cell phone videos and uh, uh, Twitter uh, comments, tweets, and, and, and that are people are going, that's not, that's you made that up. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. Here's the proof. Well, one of the things that we're most excited about is the response from women and young people all over the world. Because uh, as far as we can tell, there hasn't been a media package like this that has appealed so much to women before that has covered uh, so much science and uh, conspiracy analysis. Because very often in the past, um, the and maybe this was necessary, but a lot of the early documentaries exposing some of this information were kind of dominated by angry, ranting males. And the information was critical, but for a lot of people it was really hard to listen to. It was just uh, oppressive and, and scary. And I really want to acknowledge Kimberly, who was the not only the producer but the director of this production, uh, for continually coaching me from a just a wonderful feminine perspective to uh, come from my confidence about our way out, which I came to or otherwise I wouldn't have make, made the film, and at the same time to leave the viewer their own space for whatever emotional response came up in them so they didn't have to fight mine off, but they could just have their own and encounter the information in their own pace and at their own intelligent uh, manner. So, and we've just gotten so many notes of appreciation for people thanking us for presenting it in a even and respectful tone. Well, absolutely, and and not the. I've seen so so much material that's partly right, or at least gets onto the trail, but they're so angry and so focused on scaring their audience. Yeah. Uh that's just not any better really than any other kind of propaganda. Whether it's true or not, it it scares people off. Yeah. I don't want to watch it. You know. When I was a little kid I closed my eyes really tight when I thought the monster was coming. You know, we all do. Uh to some extent. And one of the things that we got to do in the solution section of Thrive was just point out all of the advantages that the people have, uh, even though it looks like the money powers have gathered all the military force, they've gathered all the money, they're running the big corporations and so forth, um, the fact of the matter is that we outnumber, by my research, the, the would-be controllers, by more than a million to one. So their biggest fear is that people wake up and refuse to cooperate uh, in the ongoing uh, agenda. And that's really the, the, the wonderful second piece of news is that all of their control systems, the, the, the power centers of the media and the military and the uh, education and uh, the major banks and so forth, if we don't participate in, with our money and our time 
and put our bodies in those facilities, uh, then they collapse. The strength of a pyramid is in the base, not in the all-seeing eye at the top. And so as people wake up, there does not need to be a violent revolution. Uh, World War III is full on right now, but it's economic, not so much military. For some people, unfortunately, it is already military. But mostly, the powers that be learned that people catch on very quickly to a military invasion, whereas they can go many decades and not even notice an economic invasion. Well, now people are noticing, and they're taking to the streets, and even if they don't understand exactly how or what is being done to them, they know that it's not okay and that they're not going to take it anymore. So it's a very exciting time to see that people are withdrawing their support from these destructive entities in the same way that Martin Luther King did and uh, Gandhi did. And this is the only way that I see that we obsolete this agenda rather than just create the next fight and the next hierarchy. Absolutely. We can't can't solve the problem with the same thinking that created it. It's, exactly. They're different yeah. vibrations. And, uh, uh, and it, it was, to me, the uh, people complained that I would post updates about Occupy on my Facebook wall, and I was less concerned that they were, at the moment, focused on the problem and, you know, law of attraction, we mustn't focus on the problem. Well, but you got to know a problem exists, or you're yeah. not going to do anything about it. You're not going to make a choice. And, and why, why was Occupy all about being focused on the problem? To me, it was a massive showing of the solution, because it was a gathering of minds and hearts. Yeah. yeah so a lot I of didn't people. see it as a problem. I saw it as... This is the start of the and solution. A, a willingness to stand up and say, I don't have the answer, but what we're doing is not working. So let's yes. talk. Because and meanwhile, it's, it's creating a global network connected electronically and uh, physically and, and spiritually that is waking up to critical information and seeking out a new nonviolent path of what to do about it. I was on an interview a few days ago, and I really got a kick out of it learning something that I didn't know from the, the lady who was interviewing me. She uh, said, uh, did you know uh, how they're using your film at the Occupy site? Uh, I, I can't remember which one. I can't remember whether it was Seattle or, or in New York. But she had been in an Occupy site and uh, at night, and there was a, a van that they had customized that was driving down the street, the street projecting Thrive onto the building like a bat ray. <laughs> And then they had these giant boom boxes, and they were playing the dialogue out the windows of this van, and people were watching it on a skyscraper. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, that was a dream come true for me, I'll tell you. No doubt. Oh, that must so be. Cool. That is so cool. All right, well, let's um, take a quick break, play that amazing Thrive theme song, because I fell in love with it just as soon as I heard it. Um, and then we're going to come back. We're going to ask you a couple hard-hitting questions, and then I think we're going to let some guests talk to you. Sounds great. Awesome. All right, folks, we'll be right back. Stay with us. Repeating the earth 
song and we just discovered something about uh, that's uh, Kimberly's daughter singing the female lead in the song what a Ariel talent Kimberly, yeah. my stepdaughter and, she, and that song's available through iTunes and there's a music video actually at friesmovement.com that um, we put out in advance of the movie and that's still um, around and available and I think it's a beautiful version of the song it is. It's a very. Um, that's that's where I fell in love with the song. Actually, it was on the mm-hmm. on the Thrive website. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I heard it on the movie, then I saw it on the website and watched the video, and I was like, oh, I love this song. I have to have it. Yeah. <laughs> so now. What? Oh. Yeah. There no. Was go ahead. Question Rick. that I was going to ask because go I, for I it. know you'll have a lot to say about it. <clears throat> I'm going to stay silent this and, time. Um, I'm be up on my soapbox for hours well, no, on this we're, one. We're going to. We're going to. Uh, let Foster and Kimberly answer because uh, I, I've I've seen some written answers and they're very eloquent. Uh, but we'd be remiss, uh, I suppose, calling this an interview if we didn't ask the question. I've seen people leave comments on the videos and on your website and uh, 
is, uh, okay, so if this is so important, why isn't it just free? Why don't you just give it away to everybody? Well, we can both speak to that, but I could say right off the bat that I I think there's a logic leap in, in the question um, because if everything that's important has to be free, then what does that mean? Every Everything that anybody spends their life and their work doing, um, you know, that's a whole different system. So for us, um, the information that is in Thrive is available all over the place. It's available on our website and it's available on other websites. But the $7 million and eight years and huge team that we put together in order to provide a different lens through which to see this information, the coherence of it. We've spent all of our time and money and hired all kinds of people who are now here ongoingly with, uh, you know, customer support to keep this going. It's dubbed in 10 different languages all over the world. And um, in order to do that, that, that isn't a free endeavor for us. And so if it meant that we couldn't charge for it, then we can't keep this movement going. We have critical mass actions that we're facilitating. We have all these people, and we have the investment that we've made in putting something out that we've actually done our best to make be as available as possible by having it be $5 on the Internet rather than going into theaters where only the people who could pay to go to a theater can see it. So... Um, right off the bat, anybody's art or creation having to be free is not a viable or sustainable way to go. And if you want to have access to the information and you don't want to pay the $5, that's fine. But if you do, we feel that that's a fair and appropriate fee. And we've even um, created an opportunity where people can host their own streaming. And for the $5 of streaming it, they can invite as many people as they want together to watch the movie so that literally you could watch it for pennies if you want to gather together with other people and um, pool, pool it. So I don't think that it's, you know, I don't think most people who see the movie don't feel that it isn't worth $5 to pay to see it. It's um, a notion that somehow uh, it's all right to steal from us what we have created at great expense and put out there. And that's the place where, um, you know, we have responded to that uh, question in writing. I'm very grateful that people feel that this is, you know, an important message and want to spread it all around. That We believe it's an important message and try to make it as spreadable as possible by coming out with it dubbed, which is, you know, $14,000 Every time you dub a movie into a different language, the dubbers don't work for free. The computer graphics people don't work for free. Everything that goes into you know, having the DVD out there doesn't happen for free. So it would be an untenable and unsustainable um, notion for us to not be able to recoup the cost of it. And also, like I said, I, I do feel like we've gone um, as, as far as I know how to go to keep this sustainable support the movement, and at the same time make it really accessible to people all over the world. One thing I would add to that uh, is going forward, imagine if Thrive is a very successful endeavor, not only in terms of its 
transformational impact, but in terms of actually being a, a prosperous endeavor too. When that happens, people immediately look to see, oh, how could I do something like that? And then instead of Thrive going away because we couldn't afford to keep our team together, uh, and, and other people not making a movie like this because they wouldn't be able to afford to make a movie like this, what if instead people were looking and saying, I want to do something like that, so, so what is that, what's it going to take? Let's see, it means that I'm going to need to find out some really important truths about the survival and thrival of humanity, and then I'm going to need to cohere them in a compelling story and put it out in a beautiful way and make it easily available to people. Uh, and if I do that, if I pull that whole thing off, uh, then that can be a rewarding experience that will actually encourage other people to do it. Imagine if that model spreads around the world. That's the last thing the controllers would want to have happen. And that's one of the reasons why I know from, you know, sources that know about these kinds of things that the power that be, the powers that be will, uh, will troll websites and not only try to undermine our credibility or the, the value of the movie, but they'll encourage people to try to rip it off for free so that the endeavor itself won't succeed. One of the things I do want to mention at thrivemovement.com is what we call critical mass action. And what we what we believe is that um, there's a great power in us joining together to take something on so that, for example, um, whether it's going after the Federal Reserve and, and, and creating an honest money system, which is critical, uh, when we join together to do that, we're a lot more powerful than if each of us is trying to do it on our own. So there are uh, critical actions that we've identified and said, you know, is this something that you would want to participate in if there were 500,000 or a million people joining with you? And if so, sign up, and when we reach that critical mass, we'll then let you know and we'll help to mobilize these things, whether they're uh, they boycotts or demonstrations or m movements in any way, efforts that we join in together. And that kind of thing is, again, something that requires that there are some people here working to help to help make that happen. And to think that everybody will volunteer, you know, it, it just doesn't work. We all are living where people can't just volunteer all of their services all day, every day. So it's really to support thrivemovement.com for $5 to see a movie that costs us $7 million in eight years to make, to provide coherence in a way that we think is of great value and which people are clearly experiencing as being of great value. I think when people understand that this is a way not just to create a model of a viable endeavor, but to support something that um, I think we've clearly demonstrated who we are and what our values are and what we're willing to do. Right. And I'd just like to point out to uh, even some friends of mine that uh, have made an argument about, well, you know, if if this is their passion, then they would do this anyway. And, well, yes, personally, you might do all of that research. But even if you, say, took the the ones where this is your passion, the, the two of you, uh, and maybe a couple of others in the, in the production, there's still a lot of people involved that it's just another job that came across the desk. We're going to translate this, or we're going to digitize this, or we're going to duplicate this. It, it, 
and, exactly. and 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 there's just no way today. Now maybe because of things like Thrive Movement, the day might come, but there's just no way for anything like this to occur in today's world without some people getting paid. And um, uh, as our listeners know, and I don't want to uh, take you guys' time, but we're we're working a film project, and um, actually the idea to attach a website on the back end of it was an idea that we got from you guys um and um uh so it is an important and a effective vehicle and as far as i know you don't have any you know i can invite four friends over and stream it on my computer screen and we could all pay a dollar you know okay. um and uh Having worked in uh, maritime industry, I know that you have to send them a diagram and how many seats if you want to play direct TV on your boat. But here we can stream this in and, you know, goodness, as many people as I can fit around my monitor, we can we can get that price right on down. And um, so I would encourage everybody that uh, uh, if you saw this in the first few days, it was you know, out uh, uh, and being pirated. If you've if you've seen this in a pirated copy and you feel like it is valuable information, go buy the DVD on the backside. You know, I'm not encouraging anybody to go that direction. Listen, it's cheap, okay? For what's in there, it's nothing. I, you know, I'm going to take the two seconds to be on the soapbox. I think it's, yeah, it's, it's I, I fundamentally unfair of anybody out there to expect that this kind of work and this kind of dedication should be free. I'm sorry. The whole idea that any kind of spiritual work or any kind of any kind of raising awareness work should be free is completely unfair. People get paid to do horrible things to this planet. And here is an amazing group of people who have created something to make a real change and to impact people's lives in ways that we can't possibly fathom to start a ripple that will spread further than we've ever envisioned. And people aren't willing to give their gratitude and have a fair exchange of energy by paying them the value that it's worth or not asking a lot. I think it's unfair. And that's why we asked the question, because we wanted to give them an opportunity to answer. For any uh, anybody out there listening who's any done any kind of creative endeavor knows that as much as it, as it is your passion, as much as it, as it is your love, your being, and you want to share that with the world, when you dedicate that much time and energy to something, there has to be some kind of exchange, or else you burn out and you you lose your ability to continue to give. Um, we can't give all of us because when you give all of yourself without getting back, then there's nothing left to give, and that's not that's not a sustainable way for the world to work. So I, I think five bucks is, is brilliantly cheap and attainable for anybody. Reachable uh, the, for anybody, and, and the song, this, this amazing song, is available on iTunes for ninety nine cents. You know that's awesome. Um, Don't have to buy a whole I, CD just to get one song. Um, no. It, it things are much fairer today, I think, than they have ever been as far as exchange goes. 
many of these people saying these things will pay $10 to go see Batman, but they won't pay $5 to possibly change their life and the planet. So I don't, frankly, have a lot of patience for them. Uh, well... I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, I know. As as light workers, we should, you know, we've got to love everybody, and I do love oh. them, I, but I don't have to like what they're doing. And, um, you know, Gene and I do this show. <laughs> we don't charge for this show, and everybody's like, yeah, well, it's just an internet radio show. Yeah, it costs us about a hundred dollars a month to put this on, and but that's something we've decided we can do, uh, <laughs> even if nobody listens or nobody pays. But, but we can't do that with our movie. We can't make a movie for free, and I wouldn't do it, you know? I, I, I won't do it, and I wouldn't expect anybody else out there to do it. I don't want my children growing up in a world where they think that they have to give their worth away. That's not acceptable. I think, I think that's a really important part of it, that if you can only get paid for doing something that isn't valuable, that, that's definitely not the world that we're looking for. So we appreciate your support and an opportunity to speak into it. I also want to mention one thing, which was that when we when we went out with this, we thought, you know, we knew that we were going to have people go after our reputation because um, that's when you have content that's um, backed the way, you know, we have our information has been third-party corroborated. It's fact-based. You can do the research yourself. We've made it available. You know, all of the resources that we use to arrive at the conclusions that we did are available at thrivemovement.com. And um, so when we did that and made that um, available, we did it with the choice to say, you know, um, we believe, we imagine that the powers that be who don't want this information out will attack our reputation and distract from the conversation of the content, what's the content that we're putting out. And so when it came, it was in the fun, it was like we were prepared for that and we knew it. But really, when you think about it, nobody's talking about the content of the movie not being of great value. The conversation just got sidelined and distracted into whether or not it's okay, to, you know, to gather ten people together and pay fifty cents each to watch a movie that can change your life <laughs> and the lives of people all over the planet. It's like what? That's what we're talking about. I mean, really. Let's talk about the content of, the, of what's in this movie because that's where the power lives for all of us. And so it was funny because we had anticipated it, but we didn't really. And it was like when it came in that form, it was like, oh, this is how it's playing out. All right, we have to spend our time <laughs> talking about whether or not people should pay pittance on something that we've done. You know, going out with it translated in 10 languages, all over, you know, with this website there was like, what? All right, okay, now we're here. So we appreciate the opportunity to speak to it. Yeah, it's uh, it's a silly subject. We've drifted, had to drift there several times, um, and that's unfortunate. But um, uh, we carry on. Uh, so let's let's talk a little bit more about uh, what goes on in the solutions part of the website, because I know that's what a lot of people are uh, excited about is. Wow, is there something I can do? Is there a way forward? And uh, you've got uh, uh, as bigger, bigger part of the website dedicated to that. Uh, then what's the problem? So uh, yeah, and we did that with the movie too because our our intention was not even to make the movie until we 
were as confident that, that we had the solutions that are commensurate with the task. And in fact, you know, I wanted to say that in terms of why focus at all on the problems is that the reason that we unpacked this the way we did is because we felt like if you can really understand what's going on and what's in the way of our all thriving, then you can do more leveraged uh, solutions than if you're just kind of, geez, things are a mess, you know, I don't know what's going on, and, and don't understand that the kind of the plan behind it, then, you know, there are so many good people working to do their very best to make things better, but their efforts aren't going to um, have the impact that they're hoping for if they're not informed adequately about what's in the way. So that was the purpose of laying it out the way we did. And well, and I think really that's... really emphasize solutions. It's it's vitally important, and and people should be able to see the importance when one of the things that a controlling group would do would be to try to distract you from the real question and make you look at something else, just like they did with the movie. Let's look at oh, they're greedy, they want money, they're part of the system. Uh, oh, you know he's you know I, I, he's ah it it it's like a magician wanting you to look at his left hand while he's doing his trick with the right. That's, That's all it, it is. It's That's exactly. hand. Yeah, and so by so for us, we've really you know the whole purpose with the um, website was to to empower people to explore themselves um, what we after this amount of research believe are the um, most leveraged actions, and then to find your place in that and additional things, and to help provide people um, links to other organizations and people who are engaged. Because when you explore thrivemovement.com, you really realize you are not alone um, in this effort to make a world that works for everyone. There are millions of people all over the world sharing this same vision and doing different um, things. And it just feels so much better. And we don't hear about that, that unless we go out of our way. And so we try to cohere it here in a way that would really be empowering for people. I would also mention, particularly for people who haven't seen the film uh, or haven't been to the website yet, that some of the highlights of the solutions section are, first of all, that we break down uh, different categories. The first category being large-scale solution strategy. So uh, in each sector, economics, media, science, and so forth, uh, there are large-scale uh, strategies which will take a fair number of people in coordinated action to eventually accomplish. You know, no one by themselves is going to shut down the Federal Reserve. But um, then at the same time, within the context of that, there are individual actions, and we feature a top ten, uh, that you can do in your own daily life that don't take a lot of money or time. Things like primarily just getting informed and speaking up and connecting with others and then banking locally so that your money doesn't end up in New York or London overnight and, and your community dries up, uh, or joining a movement to edit the, audit the Federal Reserve and the Federal Reserve, keeping the Internet fair and open, getting away from, non, from GMO uh, food into organic, things like that that you can do. And we, uh, what we recommend is you print it out and tack it to your refrigerator and then just check them off as you've done it. Uh, if, it's, if it's one you don't believe in, then fine, don't do it. But if you believe in it, then for people going around saying, I feel so helpless, the problems are so big, I don't know what to do, 
Well, here's a checklist, and it feels really good to take an action. It takes about two hours to change your bank, and you will feel so much better. It, you know, it, it takes about that much time to start eating clean food and so forth. And then another aspect that I would add to that is that particularly for people who are becoming aware of some of these particular challenges for the first time and maybe becoming activists for the first time, we have a whole section called support because we realize it's a challenging thing to do emotionally, financially, interpersonally to begin exploring these issues and taking action. So it has sections where we really lay out guidance on how to explore uh, what your own individual purpose, how, we, how you define that, and then ways of focusing your own action. We divide again into three levels. Are you most interested in uh, addressing immediate needs, you know, getting shelter uh, to those who don't have it, you know, food, feeding people at food kitchens and so forth? If that's your thing, then, then you know that that's uh, what you're drawn to. Other people are more drawn towards systemic change. So they're interested in, well, how does this whole system work that's having so many people not having shelter and food and so forth? So that might be, you know, more political or systems or communications or um, whole systems thinking, basically. And then the third level that we identify is the consciousness shift. And I imagine a lot of people listening to this program are very interested in, in growing one's consciousness. And as one of our colleagues said, it's not enough just to become more conscious. It matters what you're becoming conscious of, because we are in trouble as a as a species, you know, with global bio collapse and global economic collapse, and so we are in very challenging times. So, but at the same time, when you shift your worldview, when you see things in a new, more accurate way, it may be the single most highly leveraged thing you can do, not only in your own life but in the lives of of other people. So if you find the sector that most interests you and then find out where the intersection of that is with the level that most interests you, and if you're clear on your purpose and know how to connect with other people and so forth, there's a very clear roadmap that begins to emerge as to how you can have a satisfying and at the same time uh, balanced uh, uh, engagement in life without just kind of being at your wit's end as to what to do or how to take care of yourself while you're doing it. I want everybody that's uh, listening to go to the archive, rewind, and listen to that again. Because, <laughs> well, it's a, it, it doesn't sound like much, maybe. You know, well, I'll go to the website. There's support. I'm not alone. Here we go. i got a purpose. I got, But it is. it makes all of the difference in the world. And... Uh, it does. The shift of perception is, and how you view the world, and that's a really big one. Um, it was and, the motivation and, behind our uh, film project that we're starting. I saw a guy at one of the Occupy things saying, look, we got a, this and this and this going on, and nobody's talking about it. And the truth is there's thousands of people doing something about it. So uh, we've picked a very small niche, and we're going to go talk to some of them. Uh, I, know you're supposed to, I know you're supposed to ask the question, but I can't resist. I want to know what the film project is. What's the title okay. of it? Uh, um, it's, can I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can. I'm so excited. Um, okay, so we have 
discovered that there's an amazing amount of people, like you said, thousands, millions of people out there coming out with um, out-of-the-box ideas on how to help our mother heal and how to um, create a more sustainable way of living. And so we have chosen some of the the craziest out-of-the-box ideas um, around the world, and we're going to go talk to them, and we're going to make a film on eco-sustainable living. But um, in, in the film... It will have to be people that are doing projects that can be easily copied by normal, everyday people. So, um, you know, things that you can do at home, in your backyard. Um, has to be, has to it, empower them, quote, yeah, man it has on the to, ground. It has to be the, the guy on the ground that's feeling like he's making a difference. Um, it's all about empowering people, letting them know that there are solutions, that they can take this into their own hands. They do not need to rely on big governments and big organizations to um, to provide for them their food, their energy, their water, um, their sense of self-worth. It's, it's really important for people to have that sense of sense of self-empowerment and that's what the film is all about and so we've called it change makers the movie um and we have got some incredible people who have agreed to be a part of the film and i I just i just think that's a fantastic idea and it's a a very highly leveraged idea where you can be a hub like that for so many good ideas and then get the message out about it also well this is where one other thing I'll say about it is if you didn't see 60 Minutes last night, they had a whole show on uh, this group that, that uh, these young people who created the crowdfunding movement. And a lot of the, their most popular thing that, that people are funding uh, anonymously on the, the Internet is, uh, is uh, innovative films. So if you don't have your film funded, you might want to go check that out. Oh, that is so uh, cool. That sounds will. cool. Because and, um, we stole an idea from you, which is to build a wiki site to provide open source material for people yeah, on these, the wiki site. Yeah, these people right. we're going to talk with have plans, have things up on the Internet, and just to provide, like a, like you said, a central hub where people can see that information, where if they've used it and they've discovered something that worked well for them, they can share that uh, Sort of a massive online collaboration to to an extent, um, but um, um, I think it's to, a really exciting idea, and I would invite you as it develops more. If it comes to the stage where uh, where we can promote it on our site, let us know. We'll do. We'll do. We okay. have a couple of steps we're working on: fiscal sponsorship with the film society, etc. And um, uh, uh, so we're not quite the as I say the website just went live today. So just went live today. It, yeah. It, 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 it may have clicks that don't work, but uh, congratulations on getting it out there. We hope we hope more people will do more things like this because uh, it's we're all on the same planet, people, and we all have pieces of the puzzle, and we need them not shaped by somebody else to be uniform squares. You got to be the unique piece that you are, and if we'll all bring our pieces to the table, the big picture will come into view, and it will be beautiful. Uh, I have no doubt of that. So, it's, it's like Foster said: people are awesome. Yes, they Human are. Human beings are awesome, and you know what? It's it's okay to celebrate that and acknowledge it, and just be awesome because <laughs> wow, we're awesome. Yeah, we got, we got to get used to good news again. <laughs> One of the things that Kimberly said right from the beginning of our creation of the website 
was that she wanted success stories to be uh, easily accessible from virtually every page so that even as people are engaging in some uh, challenging information, uh, they, they can, at any time that they want, they can be in, in inspired by an ongoing stream of success stories. So as your film becomes one of those, let us know and we'll feature it. Well, thank you so much. That's awesome. Thank you for the support. <laughs> um, so how, how do people get in touch with you other than, well, I guess just through the website? or Yep. yep. At thrivemovement.com. And if they have a question, they can write into info at thrivemovement.com. And all the info's there, you know, to get the DVD, to stream the movie. But as they said, if you just want to go the, the straightforward route, the hard the hard route, the nobody helped me route, all the information's there. Uh, you got a question about something they said, it's all the references are there, the footnotes are there, it's all there. Um, so I, I've put the link up in the chat room several times throughout the show. It will certainly be on our archive uh, uh, of this show, um, which I would give as re recommended listening because there's been some wonderful uh, wonderful points brought out uh, this evening. Uh, I want to thank you guys for that. Um, and uh, and thank you for all of the work that you have done. Uh, it's an amazing uh, body of work and uh, of tremendous value, uh, I, in my opinion, uh, to the future of uh, humanity. I'd like to offer the floor to both of them for because we've got ten minutes left. So um, if you had you have five minutes or ten minutes to say whatever it is you want to say to people. Mm -hmm. What do you want to say? Foster, I'll let you do that. <laughs> okay, we can trade off. Uh, All right. Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is if you have any doubt about how strong the drive to thrive is, just try holding your breath for about five minutes. And that's how strong the emergence uh, is all over the planet now of the desire to understand what's really going on, the desire to find for each of us our individual part in creating a thriving planet, and the natural inclination to find other like-minded people and to, to collaborate. And I have come to the point, and anyone who's seen the film knows that Kimberly and I are very informed about a lot of bad news. And I personally have never been more optimistic in the last 15 years than I am right now about what's going on in the planet. And I am confident that uh, the shift to thriving is unstoppable. And I am doing everything that I can and we are to have that shift be effective and rapid and nonviolent. Uh, and whatever it ends up looking like, uh, I'm convinced that humanity will be living soon on a planet where we are free to thrive, where the water is clean, where the air is clean, and people are relating to one another in a way that the bottom line is we're respecting each other's individual right to your own security, your own privacy, and your own freedom to interact with people 
as you would as long as you're not violating them in any way. Uh, and in the film, and for those of you who haven't seen it, we lay out a vision of what that world could look like. Because I think we either need, we either learn that and move into a, a, uh, a kind of utopia, uh, or as Buckminster Fuller said in his book, Utopia or Oblivion, uh, if we don't learn that skill, then the experiment uh, of what will it take to have human beings thrive will go back several hundred million years or will go to another planet. And I'm convinced that's not the direction we're going, but we can't sit back and just wait for it to happen. It takes each of us searching inside ourselves and finding what is my passion given what I know and what my skills are, and then how can I do that most effectively while keeping my life in balance and enjoying a sense of fulfillment and love as we go through our lives. So that's really my fundamental message, and everything that we know to offer to support you and that is available in the film and on the website at thrivemovement.com. I, I guess what I would say in adding to that is that I think that each of us is, is so much more powerful than we might be inclined to think, and especially if we're tuned into uh, corporate media, then I'm sure we're inclined to think. Um, and there are simple daily decisions that we make that have profound impact on our own communities and around the world. And one of them is, you know, when you understand that banks, that the way corporations that are doing huge damage, uh, coal, coal power corporations, nuclear energy corporations, the way they get the money to do their projects, because they don't do them for free either, <laughs> Um, is that they get loans from banks. And the money that the banks use to make those loans is from customers' deposits. So if you're banking with Bank of America or Wells Fargo or any of the other top 20 tapeworm banks that we identify on the at thrivemovement.com, what's happening is you're providing the money for the demise of this world. And you can change your bank and um, invest in a local and, and put your deposits into a local bank or credit union. And that money, and, and we have a whole form that you can look at what questions to ask, how to find one near you by zip code is available at thrivemovement.com because the money that you put into a local bank or credit union has to then stay in your own community and nurture the um, projects there. So one change in where you're banking can you know fund the solution and defund the problem all in one move, and that's just one of many examples where our personal actions every day actually have an impact that we aren't normally aware of. But when you get aware of it, you can realize that it's just the beginning of um, claiming our lives um, in a way that can make the transformation we're all looking for. And so I encourage people to. Um, go to thrivemovement.com and just explore those and find out what, what resonates for you. But I also encourage you just to claim your power and tune in and figure out what's your passion and what's something that you can do in a daily way that might seem simple. But when it has to do with economics, I'll tell you where you spend your money and where you keep your money in a bank has profound ramifications. It really does. And it's important that people know that there are little changes. Uh, Buckminster Fuller, uh, one of our faves around here. Um, Love our Bucky. 
wanted his epitaph to be, call me Trim Tab. Because he said, you know, great big ship, it takes a gigantic rudder to turn it, but I can just kick my foot out. And after a while, we will have changed course. So uh, little things are what make the difference. Uh, Nobody's asking anybody to solve world peace by themselves. Um, If you've seen the Occupy movement or any of these kinds of things and thought, you know, yeah, gee, things are kind of a mess, but there's anything I can do about it, go to the website. Because there are things you can do about it that are painless, simple, quick. Uh, If you've seen it, you know, if you've been part of the movement and you think nobody's thinking about these things, nobody's talking about these things, it's what we do twice a week here on Everyday Connection. Uh, You know, we have a lady coming next month who's uh, cured herself of, uh, at least apparently, of multiple sclerosis with diet and meditation and exercise. Uh, so cool. But, you see, you can't patent that, so you can't get a big multi-million dollar marketing campaign going for it either. So um, we do try to do our part to give these people as much voice as we can that are out there being change makers because it's it's us people. We're, uh, we're the ones we were waiting for, always have been. And uh, and and I agree with you, Foster. I think it's I think it's hit enough of a critical mass that it's unstoppable now. Even the people that aren't sure what it is that's not right or that they want, they know that something's not right and they want something different, and they'll figure it out. They're because humans are cool. They they do that sort of thing. They figure it out. Yeah. All right. Well. Thank well, you thank so much. Thank both it's of you for taking your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. And best of luck with your film also. And thank you for the support of our our work at ThriveMovement.com. Now, I really appreciate that, the opportunity to have such an exciting conversation uh, with your audience. Because it's clear to me from uh, the nature of your show what kind of audience you must uh, have. And I love the title of your show because you obviously go into very amazing, far-out topics, and yet the title of your show is Everyday Connections, and that's where the change is going to take place. So thanks for having us on. Yeah, yeah it's been our pleasure. And uh, and we'll we'll keep you updated when we get something to, to look at. Uh, all right, folks. Uh, I want to thank everybody in the uh, chat room, uh, everybody that's joined us on the phone lines uh, for being with us. Um, Come join us again. Uh, next Tuesday, we have Aurora Mahasin. Uh, I'm not sure how to do the last name, but Aurora is her first name, and she's the lady at Habitile. That's going to be one of our subjects uh, our in the first movie. First guest and, for people uh, who are going to be in the film. She's found a way to take styrofoam, which nobody knows what to do with all this styrofoam and expanded foam. It doesn't really recycle. And What do you do with it? Mix it with concrete and make these little tiles that, can hang on a grid on the outside of a building, very inexpensive, don't have to change the building, and uh, puts plants back into our urban environment, uh, recycles gray water from the building. I mean, it's just, wow. And uh, Provides food. Uh, oxygen. and it's so cool. Some of us just like to look at plants because it makes us feel good. But um, uh, it's a simple thing for architects to do because it's literally little Lego blocks that you put up that, create a uh, permaculture on the side of your building. Um, So join us again. Get over to thrivemovement.com. 
find something. You look in there for just a little bit, something will catch you. It'll tickle your fancy. Run down that road as fast as you can. Because it, it is. It's the little everyday connections. Smile three times more at some people. That could that could cause world peace all by itself. Promise. Find something. You look in there for just a little bit, something will catch you. It'll tickle your fancy. And on that note, guys, we love you lots. End it as we begin it. Good night. Stay connected. (laughs) Thank you. Smile. Join Rick and Jean again next time. Until then, visit their website at everydayconnection.me. And be sure to like their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection. Worried you might miss an episode? Don't worry. Subscribe. Find us on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question, how do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.